1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to another episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put the her in vernacular. Oh, very nice. What a great word, by the way. Vernacular. You mean vernacular or (laughs) vernacular? Don't forget there's two hers. Vernacular. (laughs) Vernacular. My version is obviously better. And my name is Summer Yeager. (laughs) here with my beautiful co-host joy and i what's about to happen (laughs)
0: um well you're right i am joy and i'm here with my beautiful co-host summer and i decided to have a at the last minute to have a surprise guest on the show and then i thought i was going to tell you who our guest was before we started recording but then our production team is so on top of it What we get to wait until we're actually in the episode to get your reaction your verbal reaction okay which Ver- we'll see <laughs> verbal, her okay
1: herbal yeah
0: um i mean it's kind of an you're gonna be like well that seems obvious but i'm excited um do, can we unmute our guest guys you called me obvious <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's Marcus. I get well. I, I
0: guess what I meant by that <laughs> is that after the fact, you, it would seem a little obvious, but not
1: Marcus. You are you say the obvious thing that no one wants to say. So <laughs> That's true. I, I actually yeah. find that incredibly accurate,
0: accurate, accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's funny because well, Summer and I today we we don't do this very often except with storytelling episodes what? where we kind of bring just our oh. own thing to the table. Yeah, for... I have no
1: idea what we're about to talk about.
0: So Summer has her episode that we're doing after this. Um, And then my episode was kind of titled like bad, bad movie reviews. Yeah. But not like bad movies, like bad reviews. Right. (laughs) And then um, I was like, who? I mean, I have plenty to say about this, but I was like, who could help me? articulate this uh who in a more entertaining too way much to say about right. movies mm-hmm, right. we know someone
1: who has <laughs> too much yeah. to well
0: <laughs> here's how unobvious you are actually marcus i contacted him <laughs> yesterday even though i've known this episode was coming for, for months months so uh there's still there's he's still got some surprises going on you know he's not yeah. that obvious
1: that's true um hey marcus but, where yeah. are you right now so yeah
2: I am in uh, Virginia
1: that's right because I knew you guys didn't go home after FLF
2: no we didn't we uh, just went back to spend some time with my family before we go to G3
1: right okay well how crazy was FLF though
2: it was one of the most amazing <laughs> things I've ever I've ever been a part of and it's the second time
1: <laughs> <laughs> no drama here uh, yeah. right no <laughs> right there was Scottish. no drama
2: there no and I think I think the most I mean the most amazing part for me I I mean, not everybody was part of it, but they did a CEO lunch with a bunch of uh, business owners and stuff. And just to see um, the amount of people who run very substantial businesses that are Christians and aren't going to back down to um, the cancel mob, whether it's from the government or the liberals, was really awesome. Yeah. (laughs) And the businesses that are being built to defy those things yeah, is even better
1: you know what i loved was i didn't see anyone at the conference that was in a bad mood <laughs> like there right. was no one there right even the kids even the kids everyone was in a good mood and i've been to a lot of conferences and let me just say that is not usually that's never been the case like I Well they,
2: they kicked out the people that were in a bad mood
1: <laughs> i love that <laughs> Maybe so one that's of the, the requirements yeah one of the requirements of being yeah. here is that you can laugh
0: yeah, right. that's are right. you are
1: you laughing because if not like get out <laughs> right this is not the place for you
0: right now. yes it's fight <laughs> laugh feast if you cannot do all of them then you just you have
1: to go you have to leave yeah
2: you have to go
1: no but it was super fun um it was so nice meeting so many of you um we had people driving six hours to come say hi to us know. and give us your buzz and um <laughs> i was saying i will never get over this moment but I was saying to this girl, I was like, yeah, and I used to, I used to live in Las Vegas and she cut me off and she was like, I know. Moving on. I <laughs> 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 like, I kept saying things to people and they were like, I know, I know, that. I know you. I know that. You don't know me, but I know you was the refrain. And that was just super fun and funny. And yeah. Anyway, we had a great time. Yes.
0: It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And yeah, you, you have them, the important things and, in common with all these people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they're probably how ha- you probably have more in common yeah with the people at fight left feast than any like any just yeah random moment on of your life on this like border. either
1: at apologia or at fight right. Left feast yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so it's like okay but not everybody get no you know some people especially now I guess are struggling in their churches feeling that way yeah because of mandates and yeah stuff we like heard that. a lot but of that but I'm glad it was an encouraging place mm-hmm. for people to come and,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so yeah. Anyway, Marcus is on, and I <laughs> yes. just alluded to the fact that we're talking about uh, bad movie reviews.
1: <laughs> Have we? Should we introduce Marcus? I we're all like, oh, it's Marcus, right?
0: Um, so <laughs> Marcus, Marcus was the person. Sciologen was his brainchild. So yep. in a way, he is the father of Sheologians. and in a
1: way, if you hate, I'm the
0: patriarchy for the yeah the If you
1: hate what we are doing, um, it was it's Marcus's fault. That's
0: I true. thought you were going to say you probably also hate Marcus, but that might well, be true. What?
1: <laughs> Facts. Well, but that's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. So Marcus just um. <clears throat> was over at my house we had a bunch of people over and then i think you and i were like riffing on this is how it was born Mm -hmm. you and i were making fun of amish um love triangle novels Mm -hmm. that christians think are christian
0: right and because everyone's wearing ankle length right dresses right exactly that makes it christian it's
1: like the exact it's just the exact same but they're wearing bonnets and um right marcus was like you guys should do a podcast and uh here we are (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> almost i mean we are.
0: when is this episode coming out because I'm... almost five like oh yeah five yeah, years yeah. later five
1: years it was the end of september it was september 29th mm-hmm. in 2016
0: yeah so wow it's crazy i know but yeah um and then we had marcus on on the show as a and guest and then the episode just deleted the moment we press stop <laughs> which
1: is interesting because marcus well, was the was producer the yeah. right yeah
0: mm-hmm. and i wasn't producing <laughs> <laughs> sorry carmen i'm pretty sure carmen was the one running it and he he still feels the trauma yeah he still feels the trauma of of recording a beautiful long episode and then it just being gone that was pretty
1: um, rough but anyway
0: but yeah so uh I had this... This is just something that, I, you know, flops around in my head every once in a while. <laughs> um, That's a nice picture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but just the idea of uh, movies reviewed poorly mm-hmm. and how often we've seen this. So maybe this is... At one point, maybe this wouldn't have been much of a departure from our normal content. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, it is now. But it is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems kind of almost even weird to bring up this topic. But... Um. But yeah, and I'm so glad that uh, you were able to come on with us, Marcus, because you, I think, well, I kind of already know what you're going to say. Um, And then, of course, I have some things to say. But why don't, um, why, why was this the episode for me to ask you on?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, probably because of what I'm doing now. Right. Yeah. So I'm the CEO of Lore TV. And we're building a streaming service uh, to make Christian movies that don't suck.
1: Mm, That's good.
2: So, right. So, I have to know if a movie sucks or a Christian movie sucks. So, that would probably make me an expert on the topic (laughs) of reviewing movies, or at least I I would hope I'd be an expert. (laughs) Right. If we're making such a bold claim.
0: And you're very, and you're just very um, in touch with bad reviewing so bad movies but also christians reviewing movies badly um, especially christian movies right yes yeah well so talk about that like what's your perspective what comes to mind what's
2: what's that well about? I, I, would, I would i would say that the one of the reasons christian movies are not reviewed fairly is because they don't have a financial incentive for them to be reviewed Fairly, because it's not about for the investors who invest in the movie or the the companies that make the movie. They use a lie that says, "Well, this is an evangelistic outreach. This movie is a gospel track. So therefore, it doesn't really matter how much money the movie makes, as long as
1: the gospel's heard.
2: The gospel's heard. And so there's not a there's not a financial incentive to make better content as much as there's just best incentive because, because I, that's going to change because now movie theaters aren't as, as important anymore. Right. And so pastors, uh, the movie, the, the, the film studios can't rely on pastors just buying a whole movie theater, mm, which right. is what, which is what Pureflix has done, which yeah. is the Christian movie industry has done. You know, we had a guy tell us that, you know, what we're doing will never succeed. Because we need pastors to fill out movie theaters in order to, to, and it's like, well, you guys don't have movie. Nobody's going to the movie theaters anymore.
0: Right. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone likes sitting at home now.
2: Yeah. So it's lazy. You just convince churches to buy up theaters and buy hundreds of tickets and give them away for free. It's not really about whether or not it's a good movie at that point. And so that's why, you know, er, you know, when, if you say, you know, like our, our slogan is Christian movies shouldn't suck. Uh, we don't, we didn't say Christian movies do suck, but that's what everybody assumes. Cause probably cause most people know it's true, but, <laughs> right. but, but, yeah. but, but the, the response is, well, they're just doing the best they can with the little money that they have, but that's, that's just not true. I mean, Sony, recently bought pureflix right so so sony the same people that do the amazing spider-man big Mm -hmm. multi quarter of a million dollar billion quarter of a billion dollar movies uh owns pureflix and they're just giving christians the scraps because they know that a three million dollar christian movie will make 20 million in the box office and that's a really good day and then they can uh take that money and funnel it to homosexual movies that don't make money (laughs) (laughs) right but but they're their sacramental you know works right right so they're so so that's sort of the thing but the the christian film industry has a real problem now um on two fronts Uh, the one of the reasons you were talking about the the amish books right like Mm -hmm. the amish books and um uh, i found out that the reason christian movies are the way they are is because what happened was when the Christian film industry started, they realized that the movies uh, were not going to be in the theaters very long. So they had to figure out a way to sell movies after their theater life, which, you know, was probably going to be maybe two or three weeks at most. Right. So they realized, well, they could sell DVDs at Lifeway Christian bookstores. And so then they said, OK, well, who shops at Lifeway Christian bookstores? And it's 30 year old moms. Right. Yeah. So that's why.
1: Who love the have- Amish books. <laughs>
2: who love the Amish books. And so that's why you get the Christian movies that that (laughs) have this Hallmark, this Hallmark feel to it. Right.
1: right. Why do, so is that why Christian content just stinks so bad? Like, what is it? What is, why is
0: it just uninspired? Like Like, it's
1: just meant
2: to make money or.
1: Why is Christian content so bad, Marcus?
2: Well, I, I think, I think probably, uh, I I guess I won't offend anybody that listens to your show with saying this, but I think uh, the Christian film industry has been feminized and emasculated. Mm. So Mm -hmm. all the movies are made for women shoppers, Mm. right? Even like if you look at Courageous, which is a movie about fatherhood, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Courageous is a movie about fatherhood for women.
1: Right. 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 So, right.
2: It's yeah. not a movie about fatherhood for men. The, the goal is for the wives to go, please, honey, come and watch this movie with me. Right. <laughs> you know, right. So that's sort of, you know, that's sort of how it is. And I don't know if, like, I don't know how intentional it, it is for, like, you know, like the Kendrick brothers are, 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 good filmmakers i don't i don't i just think they realize that's what the market is and that's what they've been doing and that's what's making the money um so i don't know if they really have thought it out but it is a a, a feminized way of making films and so uh, w- if you look at like making movies for i mean first off just in general um the movies in hollywood are mostly made by men anyway Uh, There's not a lot of good female directors. So we've heard.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I actually, that's I mean, that's something I've noticed is like, um, there is no movie that I love that was directed by a female. And and I didn't, it's not like I consciously chose that. Right. Just there is no film (laughs) that just blew me out of the water. And then I looked at the credits and there was a female directing it.
0: Well, and I think the point too is just like, um, like you lo- like if if you're really trying to have us believe that movies are cinematic and art in uh-huh. some way, uh-huh. then you can't just be like, "Let's make a movie for women ages twenty to 30. <laughs> right. What do they like? Okay, right. put that in there. Okay, right because send it good to art tra-
1: transcends all that.
0: Right, there should right. be it's sh- there should be some inspiration. It shouldn't just be yeah. like, "What is the puzzle to?" the formula like I'll plug in all the things and then people will buy this and people who drive a van just and kind shop of, at lifeway that's right but and it's kind of an issue across the board right yeah. it's not just a christian mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. problem but that tends to be sort of exclusively mm-hmm. what makes up mm-hmm. christian movies
2: well but, yeah. yeah so you know so i i worked for pure Flix for about eight months and I worked for the ad agency that did all their advertising. Well, I and really, had-
1: I really enjoyed those eight months, Marcus. I know that was an interesting <laughs> era. <laughs> a wasn't lot of it? stories, so but, many fun but I, stories. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I, but they would tell you. They would say, "We're a, you know, essentially we're a math company,
1: mm, not a right. not
2: a film company." Mm-hmm. And if you say, "Well, that's not a good movie," they would ask. They would ask, "Well, how do you know it's not a good movie? Like, where's the math? Where's the data for mm-hmm. that?" And if you you were to tell them, you know, what a good movie is, they would say, well, that's magic. And so that's just. What does that mean? Well, it means that you can't you can't make something go viral. Right. Like you can't make something Mm. successful or popular. So you can't look at a movie and say, well, that's a good movie. Just like I can't look at a script and say, this is a great script. I have to look at a script and say who's the audience this is for, look at the math and numbers, what's the possible return, how much is it going to cost to make all these other things. But the problem is that that denies the fact that the God of the Bible has made art and given art an objective standard, not a postmodern standard. So I would say that good art is as easy to determine as math. So, because there are absolute standards, like, like right. duct taping a banana to a wall is not good art.
1: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> it's not. It's a and good anybody prank. That, yeah. It's mm-hmm. a good prank. And, uh, it's a good prank even more if people spend a quarter of a million dollars on it. Right. But it's, but it's, and it's, but it's not good art. It's a joke. It's a great joke. And, uh, and, and, and I think, uh, that knowing that we have a God that is objective and universal and created the heavens and the earth. And he commanded, you know, in Exodus 35, he commands um, the skilled workers and skilled laborers with knowledge and wisdom and, you know, to, to make the temple. Like there has to be some sort of objective standard God chooses when he says skilled, it's Mm -hmm. not people coming and taping pomegranates to the wall in the temple. Right. right? Like it's,
1: <laughs> right. it's
2: <yeah. laughs> right. So, so I think, I think there's a lot there to it. And, and and when we get into, you know, the fact that, you know, films can be, they can be evangelistic, but you can't sacrifice the art form that it is, Uh, to, you know, you know, God, God designed the stars to do something and he didn't design them, you know, he didn't design the sun to look pretty at a sunset, but not also warm the earth properly right, right. <laughs> so it, it functions multi yeah it functions as it's supposed to function doing what it is but it's also beautiful right so so there's there's not a he doesn't uh he doesn't like conf- like let one prioritize the other uh, the sunset is equally as beautiful as its function right and and so with 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 films uh the sunset with films the evangelistic movies are not equal in their function so i mean films are art well Uh, that is their primary focus and that's a general revelation thing too Uh, that's on films don't have to be special revelation which we've made it so
0: well and honestly a lot of christian movies aren't even succeeding in their function if they are considering (laughs) them a gospel message right um but yeah so i guess I guess uh, ultimately what we kind of find is like a supply and demand problem, which is that Christians are demanding these sort of um, cute mm-hmm. Hallmark movies. Mm-hmm. And then that's what they're
2: being given. Well, I, I, w- I wouldn't say that that men in age groups of 18 to 35 are demanding that. Right.
1: But nobody cares what men between 18 and 35 want. That's true. Well, Hollywood
2: Hollywood does. Well, but those things,
0: those things are successful. Those things push push Christians, though. There is a artistic cowardice that happens in Christianity, which is not knowing the line of what I can show. What can I not show? How many grannies are going to write in to me? Um, and tell me that I shouldn't have shown that guy getting kicked in the face because it's not a Philippians 4-8 situation um (laughs) and uh and so I do think I think that we have sort of it's not like there there may be demand but it would require that people push the envelope a little bit and maybe uh maybe actually lay out some form of artistry because there is, it is scary. It is scary to create something and put it out to the world. Um, And that, that requires like, you know, a certain amount of um, discipline and it requires a certain amount of uh, belief in what you're doing. But if it's totally all uninspired and just stripped of any real meaning other than making money and making sure women in their thirties are, happy and don't just have to read but they can also watch movies then it's just it's just sort of nothing i mean yeah like like pure flick said it it is really just numbers um and so but that a lot of it has to do with like the feedback that people are getting um which is why i wanted to talk about how like uh christians need to be um they need to they need they need to be good at reviewing artistic content you need to be good at actually watching a movie and viewing a story this is a, mm. just a tiny example of of something that uh, it doesn't drive me nuts cuz i actually know many people who I, I respect that have drawn um that have made They have highlighted this, but okay, so we all know Frozen, right? Disney's Frozen. I'm not a Disney apologist. I'm not telling you what you should let your kids watch or what you should watch, whatever. But everyone is like, okay, Elsa sings Let It Go. Mm -hmm. And like that's her mantra, and let it go. And it's like, oh, isn't that just the world today? And I'm like, well, but in that story, Mm -hmm. she actually almost destroys the world by being
2: selfish yeah. and oh, then oh, right or the ones that say that you know this is a homosexual coming out film that was and another like, yeah that's another yeah, part like, of it wait but she was the villain
0: right right <laughs> right. right
2: or She's even
0: even when there's I mean honestly you know and this is just um like a, a superficial review of the movie um onward oh. the, uh, the mm-hmm. and uh, to me that was a story of two brothers and their mm-hmm. dad Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, like a lot of, you know, they're tackling the um, the theme of death and mm-hmm. missing a parent and mm-hmm. but also brotherhood and adventure. And then all I heard Christian say about it was that there is one gay character. Mm-hmm. Now, am I saying you should let your again, let me remind you, I'm not saying anything about what you should watch or what mm-hmm. your kids should watch. And I'm not saying that one gay character Um, is okay. But I'm saying that there is a discernment and there is an, there is, um, it is important to view the whole story. Yeah. Um, we don't think that stories Mm -hmm. are important anymore. I think Mm -hmm. in general, we just kind of want art to be this like very low discipline. What can I consume like most efficiently sort of thing? And we just shouldn't be, Mm -hmm. We should be lovers of stories. And I'm not saying you have to love Frozen by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just saying I've seen it a lot. I've seen just bad, like, if it's bad, if it's, if Christians shouldn't look at bad art and say, oh, but it's so good. We shouldn't also look at something that is good and be like, well, but right." what about this one thing where they said this? Right, Like, is there there's something in between there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when you just, when you fall at either end, you, what you're showing is that you just, you lack discipline when it comes to art. You don't see it as a discipline, something to be considered, something to be thought over. And because really the way that you consume art is by reviewing it,
2: right? Sure. Yeah. And one one of the best whoever did it was roger ebert and he was a he was an atheist right um but he's got like his books like i really 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 hate this film is Mm -hmm. one of his books Mm -hmm. and it's it's just a book of all his negative film reviews right but if you read some of his reviews uh on some other films he's probably the best at pulling out like really deep theological Um, aspects of, of, of secular movies, um, even though he was an outright atheist and he could, he would still be able to pull out Christian themes and stuff and, and speak positively of them in the movies. And so, but he was, he was that sort of critical thinker when you, when you, when you're looking at, you know, a movie and, and you just, your, your only thought is, well, is the gospel preached? Mm. Then you're not really, doing service to the artist because you know i mean that would be like it's the same thing as if i looked up at like god's creation and i saw let's say like <laughs> like a a a deer running through the grass with their baby fawn and i was like well that doesn't preach the gospel so i'm just you know it's i'm not just gonna useless. look at that so romans yeah, one doesn't know what it's talking about <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So it's like, well, yeah, it doesn't preach like there's no mention of the cross and and, and, and that sort of thing. You're not going to get saved by looking at that. But um, that's God's artwork and God has chosen artwork as a means to not save people like that's God's instruction it's enough to give you knowledge of who god is but it's not enough to save people and so we don't we shouldn't have that burden when we're looking at christian films and saying well is this movie going to bring anyone to christ it doesn't have to right uh i I think um uh our one of our co-founders jason farley um who's who's a script writer really brilliant he says that one of the main purposes of stories should be to tell the law Um, and he said the liberals do this really well they'll put um Mm -hmm. you know homosexuality in movies for 10 years and then suddenly we get gay marriage as a law right he'll put they'll put gendered identities and and transgender people in movies for 10 years and suddenly it's illegal to discriminate against them and so that's the same that's what god did in essence when he never gave us the law without story right so Moses going up and the burning bush and coming down to the golden calf and smashing the tablets. That was God giving us the law through story. All the law is given through story. And liberals are really good at that. Conservatives um, only they don't want to they don't want to use stories as a mechanism to just sort of uh, teach the culture the way things should be. Um, slowly over time, whereas liberals are way more willing to do that. By the, and then by the time it becomes a law, it's too late because the entire generation has already been um, inundated. And so, so when we review our movies, we have to sort of ask like, what is this movie saying? What is the purpose and underlying the underlying message of the movie right. is more important than the outright, you know, obvious, you know, underworkings of it.
1: So one of the things I think Christians are really, really bad at when it comes to assessing content is they'll be like, well, that there was a character in this movie and uh, he, you know, he drank or he was mean or he was rude or whatever. And so there is an extent to which when I choose content for my kids – I am asking, are these the people I want my kids to hang right. out with? Yeah there's an extent to which that's a question that must be answered right. because when you read a book and when you watch a show and when you watch movies, like in a way, like these characters are the people that you are spending time with, yeah. and you will be formed in some way. But in our homeschool curriculum right now, we're reading a biography of George Mueller who, oh, okay is a very famous Christian from the past. If you haven't read anything about him, you should. Um, And something really hit me when I was reading his biography out loud to the kids, which is that the biography was brutally honest that he was a drunk. Like before he became a Christian, um, he brawled with his dad. He was in jail for theft and he had a bad reputation for being a drunk. And by a lot of Christian standards, you wouldn't be able to watch a George Mueller biography or read a George Mueller biography if your only question is like is this someone I want my kids to hang out with because for the beginning of George Mueller's biography he's not someone you want your kids to hang out with so I think we have a really narrow view of the self and how like who we actually are and that your kids are going to be around people and people are sinful (laughs) And when you tell a story, there is no story without the villain. There is no story without sin. There is no story without, like, victory and conquering. And to conquer something worthy of conquering, it has to be something bad.
0: Right. (laughs) Uh, To even tell a story that leads up to your main character giving someone the gospel, like, legitimately giving <laughs> right. them a gospel presentation right. in your movie.
1: Something bad. Happened. You would have to
0: tell the story that, yeah, like there would be something leading up to that. Right. Um, But yeah, we're just, uh,
1: we have such a false sense of ourselves that I right. think then we pass on to our kids where we're like, well, no, you know, this person did this and that. And it's like, you're scraping everybody off the table. If the only kind of people that your kids can hang out with are sinless people, there's no one for your kids to hang out with, and and it's it's like why we we act like they're not gonna face things in the world that are dark, right? And you you have to do that through story. That's why I love fairy tales, because they're horrifying. Oh, yeah. I they're mean, horrifying.
0: Yeah, you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, the, you want the, talk the about, original fairy tale? Yeah, the original. Right. Not, well, yeah, yeah yes. you want to <laughs> talk about Frozen? Isn't it based off of like the Ice Queen or? The ice and Queen. that's like a brutal. Sh- they're all brutal. Yeah.
1: And the Little Mermaid, every time she walked right. on her legs, it felt like she was stepping on glass. That wasn't in the I movie. mean,
0: I have so many... No, it wasn't. <laughs> I have many opinions about Little Mermaid, but... <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other... <laughs> I have recently, I have recently in my normal day-to-day life said, Disney is the worst thing you could give to a generation that you also didn't teach to think critically. Yeah. And I think that that pretty much stands for most art. Yeah. Um, But there's kind of a, I think there's like a little bit of a distraction going on. Like Christians can't focus so much on the evils of postmodernism that they forget that not everything the world is making is Mm postmodern. Like you said, Marcus, like they are doing things Mm -hmm. um, with the future in mind. Mm -hmm. They're trying to create, they have goals. So not everything is just like, well, whatever you feel. Mm -hmm. So we have to make sure there isn't this like bait and switch happening because we kind of have the tendency to believe that um the world owns art because art is so like mm. feelings driven mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. and so that that wouldn't be us but um but yeah it's like we we're just I guess in a way like I want to encourage people to review artistic content um, in a discerning full and total way but also the the extra thing that you'd want to add at the end is that um to, we have enough reviewers also mm-hmm. <laughs> there's always going to be more reviewers than creators um and so we can't just be um content with only ever like reviewing art we need to
2: also be making it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right it, you know well one of the when you talk about like looking at films critically if you look at like The Mandalorian, for example, um, it's one of the best stories about adoption and covenant and and all these okay. sort of things uh, that that wrapped into the story of a father protecting the son. Okay. Um, and, I mean, and, it's and, really
0: and, the best story to come out of the Star Wars universe. Can we all it, just it, agree?
2: <laughs> it, it absolutely it absolutely is. And, uh, you, you know, I, I even I'm guilty of like looking at it like kind of uncritically because uh-huh. i remember you know with uh with with the mandalorian he he you know he took off he, spoiler alert he t- takes off the mask and 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 i was like i was t- well, i was watching it with someone i was like oh he's he's losing his faith and uh and 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 the guy responded and said well no because the force is the one true faith in the star wars universe so when he when he starts coming to that side He's not. He's abandoning abandoning his false religion, and he's embracing the, the the true religion in that universe. So even looking at it like more critically, in that sense, is is pretty um, it's pretty deep. But also, if you look at like uh, the director John Favreau, uh-huh. um, his his mom died when around Christmas time, right? So every every major memory he has is really stuff he did with his father. Mm-hmm. His father was the one. So all the movies that John has made have this very strong yes. fatherhood element to yes. like Elf, right? Mm-hmm. Elf mm-hmm. is about a son searching for his father and then Chef. The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Chef. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So they're all fatherhood stories and and I don't you know everybody says man like he's a Jungle Book too. Uh but everyone says he's he's such a great director but I I don't know if it's so much. He is a good director, but I I don't think I I just think the stories he chooses are just so lost in our culture. And they're the stories that our culture really desires as fathers. And, 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 you know, and, and, and so so I think like that's really important when we look at these things. To, to look at these critically and not go oh the star the, the force is just veiled buddhism and all this stuff it's like well yeah i mean on one sense it is but on another completely different sense we can look at these things and we can look at the stories that pagans tell and go well how are these pagans uh demonstrating that they're created in the image of god right and i think i think that's what we see most when we look at, uh, John Favreau's movies, I don't know how to say his last name, by the way. So I'm sure. I think you're doing
0: just fine. Favreau. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, so I think, um, I think like when you look at his, his stories, you can see there's this true desire for, uh, a father son relationship that just liberal Hollywood never, ever touches. And so there's just a hunger for that market on those kind of films.
0: So you're saying here on theologians that um, Christians don't just need to start making more art. They need to start making more
2: art for men. No, a- here absolutely. on this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, absolutely. Like, um, especially now. So, you know, we're talking about the, <laughs> the, the, the Christian, uh, the, the Christian bookstores and how they were predominantly women shoppers that mm-hmm. went there. Um, Well, when it comes to streaming, it's men that make those decisions. Right. So now that uh, the Christian film market can't rely on Lifeway, they can't rely on family Christian bookstore anymore because they're gone. Right. Um, uh, And they don't have movie theaters anymore because those are I mean, who knows how long those are going to be around. There's a real need for Christian films that are made for men and that's what we that's definitely what we hope to do at lore is to create uh films we we like to say uh we're making movies we're christian movies uh we're making christian movies for when the kids go to bed that mm. touch Ooh. on adult themes uh that aren't uh stuff you would necessarily watch with your children uh sure. smaller children right. because if you go in a christian bookstore i mean they have They have a a kids section. They have a newlywed section. They have a senior citizen section. They divide up the books by categories. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to Christian films, you know, the rule is that a five-year-old and a 95-year-old have to sit on the same couch and enjoy the movie. And then what winds up happening is no one enjoys the movie. Right. Right. So, yeah. So, so instead just make movies for the audience that you're trying to reach and not try to just condense all the bad themes softly enough that a five-year-old can watch it and a 95-year-old won't you know be upset that it's in there just make the movies for the you know 18 year old men um make you know the the, the, there there are no movies in the christian film market that are made for that for that genre they just don't exist and and so uh hopefully at lore we'll be able to sort of come in for the MTV generation, you know, that they did where it was, you know, 18 to 35 year old men, um, college students, that sort of thing. Um, And that's the main market that all of Hollywood hits anyway. Um, And they know that the men are going to bring their dates to the movie theater and they're going to they're going to get the women ticket sales anyway. And and women are going to want to go see movies with their husbands and they're going to want to go see movies their husband wants to see. And so, you know, you know, you know, Twilight and Fifty Shades of Grey are very rare in the film industry that there's even movies just for women that, that do well financially in um, their terrible films, <laughs> by the way, yeah, they're terrible. I'm just saying that they're, 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 they're rare exceptions that you have blockbusters for women. Um, so, so, but, in but in, in the Christian film industry, all the movies are for women. And that's why you don't get um, that sort of thing. We see the passion of the Christ, which was a movie made by a man for men. I believe Uh, it's violent and bloody and, and raw. Um, That's why that movie did $600 million on a $30 million budget. Well,
1: (laughs) that's mind blowing right there. So what does make, what makes a movie for an 18 year old? What, what is, what is that? What does that mean?
2: well well a lot Engles. of the christian films have a look to them like it's a look and a style yes. and a soundtrack like l-e-w-k if you... oh honestly. my gosh, oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, but 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 if you look at um any christian film just in terms of the camera work it's filmed like a soap opera right yes! like it's, yes. it's filmed like an episode of general hospital that's done on purpose right there's not a lot of cinematic angles. There's not a lot of you know fancy cinematography. There's not a lot of action or adventure. tons of dialogue though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Look, you guys are the women. My wife watches General Hospital, and I can't I don't. stand it. I <laughs>
1: No, I can't watch that. No.
2: But that's that. But that show. There's something about that show that works for women. I have no idea what it is. John I do think men. Men, men think- are not watching General Hospital.
0: I do think some of it is like a nostalgia thing. Like, like women now mm. watched it with like their. Grandma or um, their moms, yeah, that,
2: that's probably okay. true. That's probably true for my wife too. Yeah, but I'm but, not
1: interested. Like I, I'm not. John Wick is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> like I just, I, is something wrong well, with me? I don't know.
0: Keanu, I mean, is it Keanu? I'm Keanu, so mad just... about
1: him. Anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why are you mad? But,
1: I'm, you know, Keanu makes me so mad because he's so nice, yeah, and he's just the best mm-hmm. person, yeah. And he does his own gunfighting, mm-hmm. and he does just, his own And stance, then you yeah. and his pictures with women, his hands are out, so nobody's gonna meet to that guy, right? And his acting is terrible, and I love. He does him. really
0: just have like <laughs>
1: so mad.
0: It's his voice like his voice has this cadence to it that is not you like mean other you mean humans. his lack
1: of cadence and complete <laughs> lack of tone or inflection yes, yes. or facial it's that, changes but he's
0: our sweet he's america's sweetheart
1: what is- <laughs> uh, keanu anyway i guess i just i'm thinking like what i just want to figure out the female brain like what why is it that content marketed to women is just so boring why because uh, i don't think women are boring like, I don't think that we are. So I don't know. I don't think we want to consume boring things. So what's happening? Uh,
2: uh, well, maybe, yeah. maybe it. I don't know. But like, if you look back at history, it was, it was always the men who would sit around the campfire and tell the stories of the day. Um. It was it was it was usually the men that were the storytellers for their families. Right. There was the kids that would. Yeah. You know, like sit beside grandpa and, and, and maybe there's something inherent uh, um within men to be storytellers yeah um i, I you know I, th- that might offend, <laughs> that's probably gonna offend people but it, it, i think it's true I, I you know maybe there's there's a reason there aren't any you know female bible writers
1: well i think there's a reason for that theologically <laughs> yeah and it's right. true right. you know i would always tell my grand i would always ask my grandpa for a bedtime story um but you know i went I would always go to my grandparents' house to listen to my grandma's stories. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I do think there is something about that passing down through the men, uh, the stories. And there is something to the fact that all of my favorite films were directed and written by men.
0: Right. Well, but I, I, think I don't that, know what it is. Well, because, you know, you're the father leads the household, um, and generally, how dare you? Well, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, what, this episode is just
1: uh, misogynistic. Uh, Carmen,
0: if
2: you could just delete this one too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, 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 I think, um, I think it's also too, because the men are the ones that are going out into the, the world and they're fighting and they're, they're supposed to be the ones that are fighting. They're going to battle, right? Like the, that's, that's what the men are supposed to do. And so the men are the ones that would come home with the stories of, of killing the animal and, 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 and all that sort of stuff. I I think, I think it's just something inherent with the work that men are supposed to do. And, and, and also like in directing, I think directing is directing a film is something that um, is a very masculine act. Um, It's a lot of bossing people around and, 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 and having to make sure people do what you tell them. Uh, And so so I, I don't know. I, I'm not saying that women can't be directors. I think women can direct female stories, but I think there, there, there's a there's something about men directing stories for men that just does better. Well, and it's I the think, same um, reason
0: why women do want stories from women, because there is just right. that that extra understanding or whatever. Um, but I just think we live in like we just live in such a post. Story era, like everything is just quick, you Mm. consume it quickly. Mm. Um, I don't think we have enough uh fathers, of course, and mothers encouraging or engaging in any kind of creative disciplines. Mm. Um, like even, I mean, even just knitting, (laughs) you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that because this is a female podcast, but like. knitting something you can do while you watch a television show
2: is a creative
0: (laughs) it's creative and it's productive and i don't think i don't think anyone is really Mm -mm. doing that right now and so i'm not so we (laughs) love. so we love knitting
1: right (laughs) this second yeah
0: but we just so we love we love art big quotes there that we just kind of show up to and it just enters our eyeballs and (laughs) then we're like i didn't like it or i liked it or Mm -hmm. i wish that guy hadn't drank so much well
2: maybe that maybe the answer is that there's just some art forms that are better geared for men to do and some that are better geared for women to do Mm -hmm. Um, i'm sure that just just in in, in how and how they're made right like sewing and you know, and and that sort of thing is something. Man, we're I'm gonna get in a lot of trouble for this episode. Perfect. But Welcome. But I but I, th- but Patriarchy I think but I, alert. <laughs> but I think you know, there's a reason why a lot of the men who go into fashion are homosexuals. Right. Yeah. Right? There's there, there there's just I think God designed certain art forms, uh, for for certain sexes. And 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 some are just better at it than others, based on that. And so, and just to be clear, we're
0: not talking about exclusivity of arts. We're saying no. that some are just more inclined, like th- that, and that's just true.
2: Yeah, <laughs> the genders right. are inclined to
0: different things. It's just true.
2: So, right. Stop. I'm not gonna knit, <laughs> and, and while I watch TV, it's not gonna happen.
1: Right. Well, me neither. <laughs> um, I think another. <laughs>
2: I think another reason why
1: we are so we're experiencing a dearth of stories right now cuz right everything in Hollywood right now is a remake right. or it's a continuation in a franchise. We're not doing anything new right. by and large. But I also think every story that I hear from people right now is so uniform. It is so one note mm-hmm. and it's so uh, it's so recycled and what I mean by that is it's like it's trauma And it's triggering and it's oppression. And we are so obsessed with our own melancholy in this moment that, like, we can't, we don't even have, nobody is fighting any dragons or conquering anything. And we, I think that's one of the reasons why our stories are so uniform and just recycled over and over. Mm -hmm. Like, if I hear, I'm just, I have to say this. If I hear one more woman say that redeeming love, which is just like, a really bad uh, love triangle story repackaged Hosea Gomer thing. Mm -hmm. Like, can we not, can we stop? Can we stop? That story (laughs) didn't need to be retold that story did not need to be retold. It was told the first time it was told it was fantastic. And the Lord did a great job and no one needed to take it and make it more sexual and then package it with some like Victorian dresses and right. sell it to a bunch of Christian women who were unsuspecting about what it was they were putting in front of their <laughs> eyeballs. And we're so bad at, we're so bad at telling stories. And I think it's just this obsession.
0: Well, and we have no, I just feel like we, do, we taste. Everyone has just nobody really knows what they like. They so they just kind of all like the. They're told what to like.
1: We're told what to
2: like. Well, we are told what what to like, and and one of the reasons that movies are all the same is because everybody's making movies based on data now. Mm. So, so, you know, you have Netflix who has a tremendous amount of data based on what you watch and how long you watch it and what you're most likely to binge watch through in one weekend. Right. right. And so they, they compile that data and it's okay. Well, we need more of that as opposed to saying, well, why don't we do something different? Um, and, and then of course, also they're getting faulty data because, you know, you know, I, I heard, I saw the stat the other day, and it said that three um, percent of Twitter makes ninety percent of all the tweets, mm. or some radical thing like that. So you have this massive me. liberal,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, this massive liberal movement on Twitter. Mm. That's a Twitter mob, and everybody is basing uh, their marketing statistics based off of Twitter. Mm. And, so, and so you get these movies that just don't appeal to anybody, but this three percent, right? Right. And, and so I mean, even you know, even your Netflix analytics are skewed and different, you know, based on uh, what you watch. The top ten they have trending on top ten isn't even the real top ten; it's the top ten that meets Netflix's diversity quota standards. Vomit. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah. So we have, you know, some people who have worked and done stuff with Netflix and they've said that the top shows on Netflix aren't even the ones they promote to you because they're embarrassed of them. But it's like what? these... It's these TV shows that middle schoolers are watching. I don't remember yeah. the name of it, but they don't have the diversity standards. So they just hide them on their platform. What? They're the number one shows, uh-huh. and, and it just got like through word of mouth through like middle school students to watch a show. And it's just a good, clean show. And, you know, there's right. no, you know, it doesn't meet, you know, there's not a black person or a minority person as the, as the lead. So they just bury it. There's no homosexual in it. So they just bury it, you know? So, wow. so those are the sort of things where they're making these decisions on where it's just not in line with reality. And, you know, that's why we're doing lore, because we know we can win with just good stories and we don't have to bow down to these sort of diversity standards and and stuff. And, you know, we can make movies that portray homosexuality as a bad thing um, and still be a good story. Um, right. Right and and so the, like those are the sort of things you know we're hoping to do.
1: So the more that I tweet, the better films are going to be. Is that's what I walked away with. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think so. Okay. Yeah, the more conservatives tweet and change keep, the Twitter mob.
1: Keep tweeting is the message <laughs> that I got. You guys heard it here.
0: <laughs> All right, well.
1: Yeah. Well, here we are. Anything
0: else? Do you have any any other things uh What did I say earlier? Flopping around in your brain.
1: Yeah, it was like a very, it was like a dead fish Uh description that you kicked off the whole show with. (laughs) You were like, "Imagine a fish dead on this table (laughs) flopping around." That's how we started. Anyway, um, no, I think yeah, Marcus is why I'm excited that you're doing this. Is like for some, for whatever reason, I know there's a lot of things that you're not good at, like knitting, but. (laughs) I know that one thing that you're really good at is seeing through, like, production facades. Like, I love how you've just been able to explain to me, like, why why do some people do better on the internet than others? And that's made a lot of sense. And so, like, I guess what I'm saying is, how would you encourage Christians that want to use media in a better way um, to, you know, not take their cues from, like the evangelical industrial complex because they do really bad online. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, that it's really bad. It's really bad. I, I you know I posted I posted on Twitter uh yesterday I'm sure that's what you're referring to. Oh but, no well, like,
1: I, we, you and I oh. have had this conversation. I mean come on. Yeah but with Russell so, Moore's we, we alien to... video. Come on. <laughs> in the middle so... in the middle of the riots, Russell the Moore was video, like yeah. Yeah. aliens.
2: Yeah <laughs> aliens <laughs> yeah and then he does the video where he's talking about how his son plays Fortnite. yeah but (laughs) but it's true it's uh so there is something i think you know big eva is failing really bad because they've created this sort of protective bureaucracy that requires everything to be scripted and it can't be um off the cuff like i i mean and they're really bad at off the cuff too because that's not their natural state. Um, you know, Russell Moore is not a person who naturally is himself around people. So, so when he does a live video, you know, he's not himself. And so it comes off as awkward and weird uh, because they're so used to being told what to say. You know, we tried to get Russell Moore on apology years ago and we were asked for a list of questions. Uh, right Mm. beforehand and Mm -hmm. we were like well
1: remember yeah we're not
2: going to do that right so so then you have this thing where the number one uh watch the biggest you know online stars today are video game streamers who just go live Right. right there's i mean it's there's no editing like it's whatever happens happens if they lose a game they lose a game it's before everybody right and then you have stuff like uh, you know Apologia is live, um, Cross Politic is uh, recorded live. They don't edit stuff, um, and 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 one show a week they actually do do live. So you have this sort of uh, thing where you have these guys who are from the publishing industry that the books go through edit after edit and take years to get out, and and before they're approved, and and uh, and then you have these guys like you know Doug Wilson uh responding to tiktok videos off the cuff with no script and then right like mm-hmm. you can't compete you can't i just compete. can't believe you had mentioned him in this episode unbelievable <laughs> Did you- is this a cult we are we in a that. cult he's, now he's responding to tiktok videos it's you, so like,
1: great yeah it's
2: incredible it's great it's yeah. like, like you're not gonna see russell moore responding to tiktok videos it's, it's no. just not gonna happen no and, And so they're irrelevant. I was looking at their um, their YouTube channel. They have one hundred and (laughs) thirty thousand subscribers, but they only have four hundred views on their videos, if that. Sometimes they get cracked two thousand. Right. Right. So like they're they have a dead what's called a dead channel on YouTube, which means that nobody's watching, so the algorithm isn't even feeding it out to anybody. Right. Uh, They're they're in danger. They're in real danger, and and they don't realize it because they don't know. Uh, but you can't compete with, you know, cross politics three episodes a week, ap- all the content, cultish and sheologians, apologia, like all that sort of stuff that's coming out like every week, all the time, without, you know, bureaucratic approval. There's not people listening to sheologians and giving you guys the okay to put it out, you know. Right. Uh, and, but that's Just happening in Big all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and <laughs> yeah, maybe that right but, but as you as know but be. you know them right so yeah and I know them that now. explains yeah.
1: everything <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah but but you just you, big, big Eva cannot compete with that level of content creation right. because they'd have to
1: it'd have to pass a board of advisors
2: yeah they, there's no way they would ever let that happen so we're winning right now our YouTube channels are active our social medias are active you know, it takes them three weeks or more to even mention or subtly hint at Ed Linton's scandal and all that other stuff, right? Right. So it's just it's <laughs> like they just they, it's over by the time they respond, it's over. Like they've already they're right. already in the in the negative. And so as long as we keep making content and pumping out content um, and trusting Christians to make content, um, we're we're crushing it on on that landscape. Yeah. Well, tell us.
1: Sorry, go
2: ahead. I was just going to say
0: uh, tell us about Lore again and then yeah. where people can find you or Yeah.
2: Whatever. So what, what we're doing is there's only 7 people in all of Hollywood that sort of make all the content that you watch on TV, whether it's streaming or in the movies or or television shows. It's only about 7 people, the head of Disney, head of Hulu head of, you know, CBS, Viacom, like, that's it. Like, that's, that's all that's making those content decisions. And so what we're doing is we're saying, instead of giving your monthly subscription to Netflix, where you're paying like 15 bucks a month, um, and then they're deciding what you're going to watch, even though you don't want to watch it. um, What we're doing is we're saying, why don't you guys actually spend that percentage of of your subscription that would go towards new content. Why don't why don't the creators and subs why don't why don't the subscribers actually give that money to the creators directly, right? So it's sort of like a mixture of Netflix and Hulu, um, Netflix and Kickstarter combined, right? So mm-hmm. those two things are are it's the the content creators, the filmmakers will pitch the show that they want you to buy and then the subscribers will buy the show. And then once it's bought, it airs on the platform and it streams on the platform and, you know, it allows people to build their own streaming service based on the content that they want to see. They have the power and it dismantles the entire Hollywood executive system. And so that's sort of what, what we're working on with lore. And uh, we've raised, uh, we've, we've raised a significant amount of money for the seed money. We're, We're always looking for more investors, uh, you can go to lore.tv, L-O-O-R.tv and you can sign up as a, you know, subscriber and get updates or an investor, or if you, you're a content creator a filmmaker or a producer or makeup artist or whatever, you can fill out the creator tab and we're, we're putting everybody in a database and connecting them with projects uh, as we go along, but that's what lore is going to be. Um, and we got a, some really great projects lined up.
1: I'm excited. Me too. Very cool. hmm send me something send us stuff i'm ex- i'm just excited about it <laughs>
0: well i'm like i was oh i instantly was like how can i exploit this to like get our own
2: like true crime documentary <laughs> or something you sh- like there that. should be a sheologians true crime show yes
1: <laughs> i'm all over that let's do it people it's, people have been it's asking. already
2: greenlit yeah okay
1: great <laughs> we, we get requests. it's like
0: we know someone <laughs> on the inside
1: we get requests to just turn into a true crime show all the time so right yeah <laughs> there you go sure
2: <laughs> you know why can i ask a question because yeah. i watch a lot of true crime stuff
1: oh great i have an answer why,
2: why why are all the really crazy true crime stories all circle around mormonism
1: oh yeah i know they really do they're all they're
2: all up there in utah <laughs> I know. Um,
1: well, I've been watching uh, Lula Rich.
2: Oh, uh-huh. Which is the, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was just watching that. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I just think Mormonism is so demonic that, and it's so influenced by the demonic realm, <laughs> just to keep it real light here. Yeah, That it has to be. Has to be. Um, I think that, I think there's it's just such a facade. It's the the whole, you know, you recognize you see a Mormon and you recognize them. At least, you know, you, you know, you're like, oh, that person's a Mormon just by looking at them. And that's because it's a carefully constructed facade. And when people are forced to live under this carefully constructed facade, I think eventually many of them just go crazy.
2: Yeah, well, what was the name of the lady that did like the handstand in the police office? Do you remember that? Yeah, and she was like in like Mesa, Arizona. I do remember. And then she murdered her her boyfriend. Yeah. Jody. She's a Jody Mormon. Jodie Arias. Jody Arias and then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a Mormon, and then you have uh, uh, the 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 couple that just went to Hawaii recently
1: yeah oh yeah They're we talked mormon. about them they were mormon too yeah it's so yeah. weird uh-huh i know <laughs>
2: anyway i don't know how we got on that tangent
0: but that was just because something true like crime just... and no right. and I well mean... i instantly go to mark hoffman who's right. the guy that forged all those documents because that's like my favorite and true the bomb crime story. Yeah, yeah that was mm-hmm. on
1: that documentary Except
2: murder on by mormons Yeah. yeah Netflix? Yes. yeah yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so... yeah you just gotta watch out man pray for yeah. the Mormons um but yeah no I just think it you know and we we have lots of people don't, I don't
2: don't date don't date a Mormon
1: don't date a oh for sure don't yeah. date a Mormon but we have <laughs> you know we I have a lot of friends
2: hopefully who...
0: when she said deeply demonic that's also what she meant <laughs> that's
2: a signal but I'm just saying like
0: just to be clear like super
2: clear
1: yeah. <laughs> We have a lot of friends who have left the Mormon Church, and the stories that they have told have just been absolutely shocking the um we have friends who have been stalked by the church because they left um and the I'm not gonna keep going because it's not my story to tell, yeah. but um, just the stories are it's like, wow, yeah. these are the people that. Like, they don't let you drink caffeine, but they'll sit outside your house all night and follow you around. How now... do they stay up? Right. <laughs> <laughs> power of, they're fueled by Mormonism. <laughs> we should, okay. Thanks, Marcus. Yeah. Oh, so... you're welcome. Thank
2: you so much. Before... Oh, by the way, before we go, I just want to say how awesome it is you guys have been doing this for 500 years. <laughs> I'm sorry, five years. Not five years. <laughs> i'm in five years one day Marcus, one day <laughs>
1: five, one, i
2: meant to say 100 over over how many episodes it was over 100 episodes oh we're then, over
1: 200 now yeah over
2: 200 that's what i meant that's what i meant so over five years and 200 episodes so
1: we're in that's, the the lots of millions of downloads now so it's pretty
2: yeah, crazy i don't that's know that's awesome i'm proud of you guys
1: here we are just saying the wildest things
2: 500 years (laughs) 500
1: years of insanity under our belts
2: (laughs) 500 years of attacking uh defending the patriarchy that's right
1: (laughs) all right well thanks marcus i'm glad you were the surprise guest today
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) thanks for having me all right
1: we'll talk to you later well what a great interview (laughs)
0: That's my most favorite thing to do now. I know. What a blessing that was! That interview <laughs> that, that we Marcus just had.
1: Pitman. <laughs> um, okay, hey you guys. This week, I think this week. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear the confidence? I was like, this week. Yeah, and then and then I clicked on the. Ca- I'm gonna click on the calendar because. Um, just to make sure. I am a mother, of four. And sometimes I don't know what day it is. My kids always ask me, What's the date? And I'm like, I don't know. Add one I think to it's yesterday.
0: Seventeenth?
1: Today is the seventeenth. Okay. It's very mm-hmm. good. Um it is But t- I had like a landmark
0: in my family this week, so we had a birthday, so the you always know that like, oriented the me the week the week of Christmas. Yeah, I know the date. That Do oriented I know the me date? for about two days. Uh-huh. Georgia's birthday day. Yeah,
1: and then I was like, mm, "How many days is? This? I don't know." <laughs> is anyway, <it> September. <laughs> this week we are resuming book club on the twenty second of the year of our Lord. Wait, September. <laughs> <laughs> okay. September twenty second. 2021 we are resuming book club we are reading toby sumter's no mere mortals and that starts at 1 our live show show our live discussion <laughs> starts at 1 only at patreon.com slash so grab your book it is on kindle or just you know paperback copy um should we discuss a chapter this week did we, we didn't talk about this yet. We no. are still recovering from the Fight Life Feast conference. Yes, we are. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but we're recovering. That was super fun. Um, and I've never talked so much in my entire life, <laughs> ever. Um, and I homeschool four children. Right. So <clears throat> it was a lot. Um. Yeah, let's talk. Let's do chapter one this week. Okay. Okay, we're gonna discuss chapter one. So get chapter one read. It's really short. It's like five pages. So just yeah,
0: we're not making it too hard the first time in.
1: No, 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 no. So anyway, join us. That's uh, this week Wednesday the twenty second, and uh, that's it. That's all I have this week. You have anything else? Nope.
0: I think we said it all. Did in we? Say... Our, today's <laughs> episode.
1: All right. We love y'all have a good week see you next week yes jesus, jesus how i trust him how i've proved him more jesus
2: jesus